the podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and I am here with part two. I had so much fun with my friend Cheese. I decided to have him back again. Cheese, welcome back to Horror Stories, babe. How are you? Hello. It's so good to be back. Um, I'm doing good. Just living life, being fantastic, doing all the things. Yes, I love it. I love it. How's your 2023 going so far? It's going good so far. Um, Just been a lot of work, going to work, relaxing at home. Nothing too exciting so far. Um, good, good. I saw, I was talking earlier online, you got your uh, your apartment, getting your apartment organized, oh. and we were talking about how fun it is to be able to look in the costumes. Did, were you yeah. playing a little dress up? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> last summer I moved out of my previous apartment and I moved into a studio apartment by myself. And during that time of transition and moving, like, all of my costumes and all of my old drag clothes and all of that, I was able to store at like a second location with a friend. They had a studio space that has a bunch of their arts and stuff in it. Um, So yeah, for the last like six to eight months, I've had all of that stuff not in my everyday living space, but I just got all of that moved into my everyday living space now. And it's, it, it just feels so good having everything under one roof again and like, All of my art and all of my clothes and everything like, Mm. so yeah, like I, I I got it all moved in. And then like over the weekend, like I was just playing dress up all weekend long. Like, let me throw this on. Let me put this jacket on. Let me put this dress on and try these shoes on and just dance around my apartment being stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Christmas again when you get to unpack that stuff. And we were talking also how sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind. And when you... Mm -hmm have it all in front of you you're like oh i like, remember that yeah it's it, <clears throat> it just it i felt whole again having all of my stuff with with me again it's such a yeah it's so i we were talking about i was saying the same thing um uh even though i've got a lot of organizing left to do it just feels uh there's something about uh mentally healthy to uh I moved out of my studio in the West Bottoms and moved it all into my house with the exception of my kiln, which is at a friend's house and we share it and I love it. It's works out fantastically and um, the savings is, is great, but congrats on getting all moved in and getting comfortable and getting all your stuff in one place. I'm happy for Mm -hmm. you. I'm happy for you. So I wanted to, have you back because you were so open and so fun and uh we're friends and i just love you and you mentioned recently uh the last time we were that i had you on we talked about uh your trip to a sex club and how that was particularly memorable because you ended up topping somebody and Mm -hmm. that's not usually your jam and then you mentioned recently that you went to another one or went back to the same one and what happened tell me tell me about that experience and what happened so yeah it it was the same the same location the same party that i went to because like they they do this party every month it's a all male or men's whatever i i i I feel terrible I, i don't know the the politically correct but I know I've been doing that and I, right. Uh, who, yeah. Male identifying people. 
but yeah, it, it, it's a play party for men that happens monthly. Um, so I went back to that same one, same location, and it, 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 it was kind of, the, the lead up to it this time was kind of the same as the original, where like, I was hesitant about going and kind of him and hawing, and then I was finally like, no, like, you, you've missed out on going to this so many other times, you're gonna go, because when I went this time, I had spent the day helping out a friend working in their store that they were expanding and opening into a new location. And I had been there working all day and literally left their store at 10 PM at night. And the play party starts at nine and goes till 1 AM. And I was like, it's 10 PM. Do I really want to go to this tonight? Oh, it's so late. I've been working all day. And I'm like, no, go home, take a shower, go to the party. Like, just go. Like once you get there, you'll have fun. So that's what I did. Buy the ticket, get on the ride. I was like, yeah, stop, stop with the excuses. Just go and have fun. So yeah, I, I, I showed up late. I, I think I showed up by the time I finally got there. It was probably 11, 1130. Um, so things were already happening. I'm sure that there were people who had already been there and had already left, but yeah, it was, it was a fun time again. Like I immediately saw somebody who I met the first time I was there and I was like, make out you and me, let's do this. Yeah. That's so great, because that was the last, was it the same person that the last time it made it a little more comfortable because you didn't know anybody, you went in, you just saw this person and it was like, hey, like, yeah, like you kind of start off with a little flirty flirt, maybe a little making out, a little having fun, and then it kind of sets you into um, the mood of the party. It, it wasn't exactly the same friend that I saw the first time I went. It was a guy that I met there the exactly. first time I went. Oh, um, oh, that's right. That's right. So totally different person, but the same kind of like, oh, seeing someone familiar. And yeah, I love that it was somebody that like, you met the first time. Let's make out a lot. Let's play with each other's mm. penises. Let's pull the taffy a little bit while we're making out and just pressing into each other. That sounds like fun. That sounds like so much fun. Um, so was it the same kind of, uh, did you, did you find yourself a little bit more comfortable kind of coming in, having known what the place looks like and what to expect a little bit, or was it still, cause you were coming in a little bit later? Was it a little bit like, how'd you feel coming in? Uh, I'd, I'd say I was a little more comfortable, like since I had been there once before and knew the layout of the place and kind of, I, 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 I had had the previous experience. Like it, it wasn't something completely foreign to me anymore. Um, and yeah, I, I just knew that once I got there, I was like, I know I'm going to have fun. I know I'm going to enjoy myself once I get here. It's just the point of getting to there is that you, you, you have to take that step. You have to get yourself there. Absolutely. That's, that's a, a big part of, of, just having the experiences, like I always say, buying the ticket and getting on the ride. So, uh, what else happened while you were there? Oh, um, I, I, I would say that I spent the majority of my time focused on the person that I was making out with, um, mm -hmm. which the first time I went, I'd say I spent like a good hour making out with this person that, that experience too. Oh. Um, I can't tell you his name. I don't know his name. I'm pretty sure that I follow him on Twitter, but I still don't know his name. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's somebody that I just like connected with. I'm like, hey, like mm -hmm. we're making, like we're making out. We're like he's a good kisser. I think I'm a good kisser. Like I hope that he was enjoying my company as much as I was enjoying his. Like 
at, at one point I even mentioned, I was, I was like, I hope that I'm not monopolizing your time. Like if, if, if you want to go play with other people here, like, please, by all means, like you can go play with other people. Like you don't have to keep making out with me if that's not what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I was, I was mostly making out with that person and other people would kind of come and go move through the space. Like there, it, it wound up, there was a, a shorter guy who came up while we were making out and he started jerking me off and I wound up topping him because he asked if I wanted to fuck him. And I was like, okay, sure. Hop on the bed. Nice. Were you in, so people in and out of the space, what was it like? Were you in a room with the door open? Were you on a couch in a common space? What was it like? Um, so the, the, the play scene. space, like the play space they have, like when you first enter, there's like a little desk where there's somebody who like takes your money and they do a clothing check. Like they give you a bag and a little wristband with like a number that matches so you can get undressed and they watch your stuff. And then you enter the space and there's like a big room that has, I think there was like two St. Andrew's crosses and three slings. And then there's like a hallway that there's a room off the hallway that has a bed. Um, it has like rubber sheets on it. And then at the end of the hallway is like the dark, kind of the, the, the dark room, the dark space where I assume that there's glory holes. But I, I personally don't want to venture back there because... I'm that, that that's not something that really interests me like the the anonymous hookup kind of thing like if I'm gonna play if I'm gonna be having sex like I want to see the person I'm having sex with like that that's just what I prefer um so I I typically spend most of my time in like the room with the little bed because I I like to stand around the periphery and like watch what's happening on the bed like there 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 would be two or three sets of guys fucking on the bed while I'm standing like along the wall, making out with the guy I was making out with and people would come and go in the room. And it, it's, it, it's as much fun to watch what's happening as it is to partake in it. I think. Right on, right mm -hmm. on. So there was a time when that bed was open and you put that man on it and you fucked him. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Um, what uh, what position can I ask you? Some more personal questions, cheese. What what position um, were you in? We we were fucking in doggy. Like he was on the bed on all fours, and I was standing like the side of the bed fucking him. Um, later in the evening, I was in the the bigger space with the slings and the crosses, and that same guy came up to me and wanted me to fuck him again. So I was like, okay, hop in the sling. Um, and I'm not saying that I fucked him very briefly because I may or may not have come very quickly, but that, that happened in the sling. Oh, nice. I have never been in one or, uh, or experienced one before. Tell me like, is he s just sitting in it? Like, how is he positioned in this thing? And how are you? Is he turned over on his belly somehow in it? And how's it happening? I I want to say, like, most slings, if not all slings, like, you're going to be the, the person who's being in the sling or being fucked or whatever. Um, they're usually laying on their back, like, the, the way that the slings are designed. Like, it, it's mm -hmm. typically usually, like, leather or maybe nylon. Um and it's, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's almost like, like, you, you know, like, um, baby car seats, mm -hmm, like the, mm -hmm. the, the baby sits in the car seat, but they're kind of laying down a little bit. 
it, it's kind of right. like that position, but enlarged for a grown up. Oh, and sure, then, sure. And then there's usually chain, like four points of like chains that connect the four corners to like a metal frame. Like, okay. So there's so, something to kind of stability and yeah, something to hang so, out. Can you hang on to so, it too? Yeah, a like you, bit? you can you can hold on to the, the metal frame, you can hold on to the chains. Um, the person who's laying down, like there's usually like little loops connected to the chains. I was that gonna they can say, put their feet is there in. like a stirrup? Yeah, is yeah. there kind of some kind of stirrup so he can hold? Because mm-hmm. I know it's kind of difficult doing something on the edge of something and having mm-hmm. your legs like just like just what do I do with floating my legs? In yeah, like so yeah, usually the person exactly. that's in the sling they can prop their legs up like e- either like in like little loops or they can prop like prop them up on the chains or they can push them against like the the metal bars of the the stand. Um, and it, it's just I, I think that slings are designed so that a person can get fucked while the person fucking them is just standing. Like, just fully standing, because, like, usually if you're on the bed, like, you might have to squat down a little bit. Like, if, if like, if you're trying to fuck someone on the edge of a bed, I guess, like, mm-hmm. depending on the height of the bed, you might have to, like, squat a little or lean down, like, so. But I, in a swing, you can literally take that person and, like, kind of put them where you need them to go, right? Yeah. Sort of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, like, at wow. the, the right height to fuck them while standing. Evans, that is just really, really nice. And it did the trick. Did the trick, huh? Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> what a fun time. Do you think uh, you think you'll go back there sometime soon for the next monthly party? Oh, yeah. I definitely think I'll go back. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back, like, every month or if it's going to be like what I have done so far. Cause I think the first time I went was in October and then I went again. Was that? Yeah. Last month in January. So I, mm-hmm. I took a couple months off and then went again. Like, I love that. Uh, you had so much, uh, you had a good experience the first time and you wanted to go back. That's mm-hmm. really great. And then you end up having, uh, a good time again that's like i said i um i talked about my experiences on uh, previous podcasts and um i like to live vicariously is how i prefer to do it with the sex club so thank you for indulging me yeah. and the viewers or the the people listening can't see it but i've been like fanning myself over here <laughs> like with with some of these <laughs> visuals like oh heavens <laughs> i might might have to figure out how to put one of those in in my ceiling, I imagine it would take some <laughs> some bolts, some bolts. I have to talk to my landlord. I'd have to chat with my landlord about that. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So, well, <clears throat> I, I like I would say like the experience that I've had at the sex club, like it's it's been very, um, like like very sex focused. Like there there hasn't been very much like kink involved. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, aside from like the fact that like oh this is a big group sex scenario but i i would be interested to go to these places when it's not necessarily that play night so that i could see more like like a a, a broader spectrum of activities going on like i i would love to go and watch some flogging i would love to go and watch some other some 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 other kinky play happening like i 
I, I would find that just as enjoyable and just as interesting, but I haven't had that experience yet. So do they offer something like that at this place, did you say? Um, yeah, so this, this place, they, they do have that happening as well, and it's open to co-ed anybody, but the, the play parties that I have attended have been specifically geared towards the experiences that I've had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've talked a little bit offline about uh, some clubs before, and um, there used to be a, a place called Black Dog that I, wasn't it called Black Dog, that um, I never went, they, but I heard it was a good dungeon. Yeah, the, the Black Dog still exists, um, to my understanding. I, I, okay. I think that in either 2020 or 2021, there was like a brief period where um, so the, the black dog is located in an old church that's in the middle of a neighborhood. Like literally they're surrounded by houses. Um, and it was during that time period that they kind of got outed to the people in their community. Like all of a sudden one morning there were just a bunch of notes taped to the houses, like the front doors of the houses mm. in the, the community they live in saying like, do you know what's happening in this location? This location is a sex club. It's dirty. It's filthy. Like blah blah blah. Like they they got exposed to their neighbors and they mm. kind of shut down and went underground for a little bit and had to tone things down and let water pass under the bridge before they've. I I think they've opened back up. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, as far as I know, I think it still exists. And I, I know I that this so. with with the sisters. Like I know we've gone to events there before in the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then we talked a little bit about nine and you said you mm -hmm. had been there before too, right? And I don't know, yeah. they had gotten in some, I think I need to mention if I'm going to mention their name, they had gotten in some trouble with some, uh, I don't know if there was a, uh, an underage person in there or something mm -hmm. that was not good going on. Um, yeah. but like, I think they're still, what, what did you know about that? Um, so yeah, with the, the sisters, we, we've also done events at nine and that's the same thing that I, the, the story, the situation, whatever that I heard was something about, there was a minor that was involved in some scenes there. And when, when people confronted the owners about like, Oh, Hey, why did this happen? They just denied it up and down and they just tried to sweep it under the rug and they just, they, they refused to hold anyone accountable or do anything about it was my understanding. Um, mm-hmm. Mm well, I don't know. Um, it's been years since I've been, but I get emails from them telling me about, you know, happenings and what's going on. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I think they're still around, but <laughs> no one that I know uh, goes there. Um, mm -hmm. But that was that was another place where you could go and you could kind of see, um, you know, somebody get sounded or beat on a cross or uh, uh uh, violet wand or just different kind of kink things at different times but yeah the dungeons are a little bit fewer and far between there might have been one in the west bottoms at one time at union and uh you know where the actual union station used to be in this there was this corner it was uh a second floor apartment that you entered in 
on a freight elevator. It was kind of, it was oh, really cool. That's cool. Huge high ceilings. The ve- I was in there a couple times. The very, very first time I was in there was for a burlesque show and it was outrageous. It was so many talented people. And because it's such a huge space with the high ceilings, it was equipped with ribbon and um, all kind of stuff, poles and stuff hanging from the ceilings. So there were these performers, you know, coming from, you know, different parts of the Midwest who were uh, performing in this venue. But I had heard that in the same space there was I, I think it was a private dungeon i don't think it was some i don't know if it was just a couple's dungeon or what but apparently on you know the same people who own this or had this apartment also apparently had a dungeon so anyway i just uh you know who knows who knows how many uh there are throughout the kansas city metro area but there's not many that are like super public that i yeah that that are open and cater to the public right right it's not something i wish i'd get a flyer on my that would be awesome i would be like where is it yeah let's go i would be yeah i'd tell all my friends it would actually have the opposite effect if i got something like that taped to my door i know you feel the same way my god jesus um so that's that's Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say real quick, like that's kind of, um, with the sisters, like when we've gone to the dungeons before, like that's kind of one of the points that we make is like, Oh, Hey, like a a, a lot of legislation and a lot of like politicians, they come for the gay community a lot. They come for the queer community, but those same politicians and those same people, if they're going to come for us, they are going to view what's happening in these dungeons, even though you, like you may be a straight couple, you may be a heteronormative couple, they still view you as less than themselves the same way they view us. So like we're freaks, you're freaks, we're stronger together kind of deal. Like that, that that's always been a message that anytime the sisters have gone to those places and we've been invited and welcomed into those places, we, we always say like, Hey, we're, we're, we're all freaks in the eyes of, conservative values absolutely absolutely definitely left of the dial um Mm -hmm. and uh hilariously enough and so true the ones who really are the most vocal are the ones who are really actually find them and they'll tell us where the leather clubs are and where Mm -hmm. the underground dungeons are follow them they're over in they're over in uh, Eastern Europe somewhere doing something. I don't know. But don't you remember there was some politician recently? I can't remember where he was from, some Eastern European country or something who was all up in arms about, you know, flipping out about gays and all the dirty blah, blah. And he totally got busted like like leathered out in some club getting his ass railed and it's always it's that's always the case look to the look to the loudest most clutch pearliest ones and they will lead us to the best dungeons that's my 2023 uh uh advice epiphany um (laughs) that's always the case it's just always been the case i'm not saying anything new that's for sure but um 
So 2023, because we talked about 2022, you kind of, you know, uh, the goal, one of the things you wanted to try out, and I don't know if you put a time frame around it, it just happened in 2022, where you ended up going to this sex club and having a really good time. So 2023, you're thinking you want to incorporate maybe the sex club plus like, let's throw a little, you know, some kind of BDSM elements in there any other uh 2023 sex goals cheese what's on your what's on your sexual 2023 menu uh i don't know if i've really put too much thought to that but yeah i definitely I, well I, here I would love... we are here <laughs> to talk about it <laughs> yes um, yeah I, I would definitely love to to get more experience like more, more experience and more exposure to like the the kinky world like even if it's gonna be a, a a mixed heteronormative crowd like i would enjoy watching that just as much um i i i, I don't know like I, I haven't really put much thought into the, the coming year and if i have goals for it or not like i i every year on like the, the new year's day like for the last eight, nine, ten years, I don't know, like, I've, I've always kind of made the same resolution that I'm gonna spend the year focusing on, like, intentional self-love and, like, intentionally making sure that, like, I, I love myself first and that I'm, I'm worthy and deserving of love, so that that's something that I've always focused, like, that that's always been a focus the last eight, nine, ten years, whatever, um, so I, 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 love I guess that. going, I guess going into this year, maybe, maybe I could put a little more intention and a little more focus into maybe a dating life. Cause I, I don't feel like that's anything that I've ever really excelled at in the past. Interesting. So when you talk about, let's, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But when you say over like the past seven or eight or nine years, you kind of, kind of focused it on like some self love kind of, how do you over the years, how have you kind of, manifested that how is that um how how does that play out um i was like now you're putting me on the spot and i can't think of anything oh. <laughs> i don't even realize it okay let me give you some some of my examples and then i'll talk to you because i think that it doesn't even have to be something sweeping for me it can be something as as easy as uh organizing my closets and getting my house organized and in order so that you know when i light a candle and everything's all clean and fresh and i open up the junk drawer and all my shit's aligned it's like that to me the way it makes me feel it makes me feel uh it's a form of self-love for me. And I think I talked, I'm not naturally an organized person. So I love, but I love the way it feels. So that would be an example of, of self-love. Another example from this last year might be, um, you talked about kind of wanting a dating life. Um, that's kind of something that uh, from a self-love standpoint for me, um, and I agree, I haven't had good relationships in the past or good luck dating in the past either. So looking at that with fresh eyes after having done a lot of work on myself and a lot of introspection about my 
previous relationships has led me to understand more about what I want and how I want it and it has, has led into this just um, really nice relationship that I have that is just no drama and it's all just fun and hanging out with each other. We're not trying to do life together. But once again, having someone tell me that I'm beautiful or talented or what did you make today or God, you look great or, you know, that was really a smart thought or whatever. That is also for me, I can tell myself that and I'm getting better about nicer messages to myself, but that's another form of self-love, finding a healthy situation and also another thing that is so critical about that, I think, is um, finding someone that brings out the the better parts of me. You know, when I'm not feeling um, slighted, invalidated, uh, stepped upon, cheated upon, not listened to, dismissed, that's going to make me feel a certain kind of hectic and a chaotic and crazy and I hate that feeling I love the feeling of just calm and um validating and uh as I, I'm very much uh romantic and and mm -hmm. I'm really really realizing that as I get older I just uh and not with gifts, but with actions and time spent together and and experiences and showing up for the fun. And that is all a form of self-love, too. So I can definitely relate to you when you say you want to do that, which is bigger than, you know, I want to organize my house. But in the end, those things kind of come together to just make me feel better and enable me to make my art and do what I do in a pretty isolating environment. You know, mm -hmm. it can be pretty depressing. I'm not going to lie, but, but having those things around and doing those things really, really helps. So, so what have you done throughout the years to kind of, when you say you are making it a focus and you're thinking about it and maybe being a little more intentional, are you talking about you know, making more meals, having more bubble baths, hanging out with friends more. Like, how does that look for you? Well, I, so, so as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about like, okay, like what, what does that mean to me? Um, like I'm, I'm very introverted. Like I'm, I'm a very introverted person. So I, I enjoy my alone time. I enjoy my peace. I enjoy my solitude. And, um, I guess, the, the, the way that I have intentionally tried to show self-love is by the, the things that I do by myself or like the, the things that I push myself to do by myself. Um, cause like I, it, it, it's been a while since I've been to the movies. I think that 2020, like the pandemic and everything like that, like personal life and going out like people weren't doing that but like before 2020 like I used to go to the movie theater by myself like I would go in the middle of the week I would go like to a late night showing on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday um mm -hmm. so there wouldn't be anybody else in the theater it would be me and maybe two other people but like that that was a form of self-love for myself like I'm gonna treat myself to go to the movies I'm gonna like I 
I, I, I think you've mentioned on a couple previous, or maybe it was the, the most recent podcast with you and Sasha talking about going to the Nelson. Like, I love going to the Nelson, and I love fucking going by myself. Like, Friday yes. nights, they're open late. They're open till 9 o'clock on Fridays. So um, a lot of Friday nights, I'll go to the Nelson by myself and wander around for a couple hours, just taking in oh. art, like, by myself. Like, Oh, I'm so writing I, that down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I went with her, but I don't go by myself. I've yeah. God, this is good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the, the biggest way that I intentionally show myself self-love is by like doing things by myself that normally people would want to do with other people. And like when I'm in those spaces by myself, I don't let myself feel self-conscious that I'm alone. Like. I'm there to enjoy my own company or, or I guess not my own company, but I, yes, I'm, I'm I al- think I'm, so. I'm allowing That's a myself good way to, to enjoy it. whatever it is I'm doing by myself. Yes. I think that's really important. And I think there, I think you said it and I, I do think you can enjoy your own company. Just like I think, like I said, when I'm feeling not great about myself because of what I've done as a result of what somebody else has done to me or whatever, it, it, it does, I don't know. It feels good to uh, be comfortable with who you're with in yourself. And, um, and I can totally relate to the almost decadent uh, feeling of going to a movie by myself and picking what you want to see, the time you want to see it. You don't have to share your popcorn. Nobody's trying to have a sip of my boozy slushy if I'm at Screenland Armor, my favorite movie theater in Kansas City, up in North Kansas City. It's wonderful. Locally owned. If you haven't been there, they have the most delicious boozy slushies. It's not like they don't phone it in. I mean, it's themed with the movie. It's delicious every time. It's gourmet. Oh, my God run there it's terrific but yeah that's fucking decadent and it is it's just like i remember doing that back in the day and like picking like i'm a huge indie film person or i like a i like a good subtitled french flick or whatever and that's kind of fun to get your corn and your drink and your you know like you said pick something where nobody's going to be at that showing and just just being there to enjoy it by yourself there's a lot to be said about that totally totally i yeah, agree um, i agree oh oh god I, I don't know if i should admit this or not but i'm also a big, like i'm a big roller coaster and like a theme park junkie like oh my um, god so like i i so I've, I've lived here in kansas city for four five six years maybe um i haven't done this every year but a couple of years i'll buy a season pass for worlds of fun and i just go by myself like oh my I just, god i think that I just is go so to the park cool. and wander around for a couple hours by myself ride a couple rides and then go home like oh like my that, god that's, that's another way that i treat myself and i i go and i have fun by myself another fun really really cool example mm-hmm. and there's so much to see there and so much to mm-hmm. do and you can like yeah <laughs> Like the the first summer that I moved to Kansas City, uh, that, that's one of the summers I bought a season pass. And I would usually go and I would park in the parking lot and then I would take an edible 
and I'd go into the park and I would I would find whatever live entertainment show was happening like as soon as I got there and I would go and watch that show so that by the time I got out my edible had kicked in and then I would just wander around the park <laughs> like sometimes I wouldn't even ride anything I would just walk around because I would get so distracted by everything there's so much to see I mean the people watching at an amusement park is just primo it's primo oh my god but that is such yes. a great example I love that I love that so as you look at 2023 more more worlds of fun more good movies mm -hmm. in the dark by yourself mm -hmm. what else does 2023 gonna look like for you cheese um well i, I think did I, did I just mention like maybe i could work on may, maybe developing more relationship something like that i don't know <laughs> how does that how does that well, um how does that work like if you're um, like, would you be maybe more intentional about the apps that you got on or about, I'm just curious well, about if I could just be totally honest, worlds work differently. I have been in a primarily straight world and they work differently than, uh, than the gay world. So tell me about how like um, our, it seems to me like maybe a movie or a Nelson trip, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, like, know. but, but we like, yeah, like we, we were briefly, like, briefly talking before we started recording the podcast. And I mentioned that, like, I, I, I don't feel like I've ever really had a successful dating life. Like in, in my, I am, so I'm 33, I, I think 33, maybe 34. I don't know. My, my birthday's later this month. I know that. Um, but in, in my birthday life earlier, February yeah. baby, but yeah, in, in my life, I, I only consider that I've ever really dated and I'm using air quotes, like two or three guys, but of those, my first relationship with another guy lasted three months, but we were long distance. So we only ever saw each other like every other weekend. So I'm like, does that even really count? Like like a, a three month relationship where we saw each other every other weekend. So that's like six times that we hung like, or like six weekends that we hung out. Um, I'm like, does, does that even qualify as a relationship? Like, huh? Shrug. I don't know. Sure. So I, 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 I don't, I don't feel like I've ever really succeeded in the dating world or in having a long-term relationship with anyone. Um, and it might partially be because like you're asking now, like what, does dating in the queer community look like like in in this day and age with the the availability of apps like on our phones like dating apps and everything like that like it's so easy to just get that instant gratification of a hookup or have having sex so i i i've, I've just kind of survived off of that i think like i mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't delved in or developed anything really deep with anyone else i guess i don't know would you change the wording on your um on your profile to say that maybe uh you know uh i enjoy casual sex but i'm also maybe looking for uh something uh maybe hanging out again with well, somebody that how do you do that well i i, I 
I guess like if I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, thinking about it and like, so in, in my twenties, I, I would say like, I was just having casual sex. Like that's what I was doing. Like bing, bang, boom. Like I might hook up with you mm-hmm. once and then never talk to you again. I might hook up with you a handful of times. Like it, it just depends on the chemistry with the person and if I enjoyed it or not. Um, but now that I'm in my thirties, I, I guess recently the last couple of years, like the thing that I, I, I don't so much crave like having sex with somebody. I, I think these last couple of years, like what I'm craving is like intimacy. Like that, that that's kind of what I want more than just a one-time hookup and then never talk to you again. Um, so I, I guess that's what I'm craving more at this point in my life. And I, now that I'm thinking about it, I've kind of unintentionally been trying to cultivate that, I guess, recently. Um, there's somebody that I've had a handful of hookups with recently that it, it's like we, we get together and like, like, so, so we, we were also mentioning before we started recording that I, I am very open to polyamory and non-monogamy. Um, so that's kind of a situation that I'm developing with this person right now that I know that he has a boyfriend. I know that he has other partners as well. Like he is open and non-monogamous and poly. Um, so I'm just one of the people within his world that he has connections with. But when, when we hook up, like now that I'm trying to think of it, I, I don't think that we've actually ever had penetrative sex as far as anal sex. Like we've only done other things like a lot of cuddling, a lot of making out some oral everything like that. But after we kind of get off after we're done, like we'll lay in bed and just cuddle and spoon and chat for a while. Like Mm. that, that's kind of more of what I'm craving at this point in my life, I think is the intimacy, the, the closeness, the connection. Yes. It feels so good. Like you said, Mm -hmm. we were talking about it before we started recording and, uh, and not that, um, you know, Dan Savage talks about how his 25 plus year relationship with Terry started out as a one night stand. You know, you just don't know uh, what can happen when you meet somebody. And obviously the chemistry is there to hang out again. And then it's this whole attitude where um, like you've definitely got people and it's the same way in hetero situations too, I think where you've got um, just somebody who might be a little bit, this is a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am situation. And it's very clear that that's, you know, um, cause the last guy you taught the, the one guy that you met at the sex club that you topped the first mm-hmm. time was kind of like that, where it was just kind of real sex based. And then mm-hmm. oh, along comes this guy. That's just like, it's a little more skin to skin, a little bit more, like you said, it, it's, uh, a, a different kind of sex when it's just not all about penetrative sex, you know, kind of allows mm-hmm. you to do some other things and kind of take your time and get to know each other a different way perhaps so um i like it i like it do you know have do you have any information on him like how long he's been with his partner and if they've always been open in poly or uh what's up i i I actually don't i I don't know that kind of in-depth information those are personal his life those are personal those are personal Mm -hmm. questions so i don't know 
but well good that sounds good so kind of cultivating that and enjoying um some of that i can definitely mm -hmm. relate to just mm, how good that feels to just spoon mm -hmm. and the contact the being naked with somebody yes. and um mm. Mm, yeah that's good stuff that is definitely good stuff um we, I talked before we got on and asked if it was okay if I mentioned. Um, uh, I've been to several events with the sisters um, for some different uh, um, HIV awareness, gone to some clinics and um, handed out some mm -hmm. stuff. And, and um, you talk on your social media about your HIV status and being mm -hmm. in a trial. And can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, as, as you mentioned, like on my social media and through um, when I was performing in drag and now that I'm a sister, like I'm, I'm very vocal about my status of being HIV positive and I'm undetectable, I'm on treatment. Um, I and let's diagnosed. just stop really quick. Mm -hmm. Non-detectable means non-transmittable. Yes. Um, it's shortened to U equals U, which, as you say, means um, undetectable equals untransmittable. Um, from the world of science and medicine, they have done studies where um, in, uh, there's a word for it, but like in partners, in couples where one person is HIV positive and undetectable on treatment and the other one is negative, there have been zero cases where the negative partner has been exposed and has contracted HIV. So that's where U equals U has stemmed from. Um, but yeah, like through, through my, my public persona of my art and performance, I've, I've always been very vocal about my status and I've, 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 I've always talked about it and I've always shared about it to kind of help break down stigma to help educate people any way that I can. Um, so yeah, I was, I was originally diagnosed in 2012. I had a slew of rough years where it was very dark and I was very down on myself. Um, but it, it, it took a while to come around and kind of become a better person. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I'm, I'm very vocal about that. And you mentioned um, a trial that I was in that started in 2018 or 2019. It, it, it started right before the pandemic happened where um, instead of taking a pill every day, I was on an injection that was once a month. Um, it's called Cabinuva. It's actually been approved by the FDA and it's now available to the market. Um, that happened in 2021 or 2022, I think, is when it got approved and it's on the market. So um, but I, yeah, I was, I was part of a trial for that, a clinical trial. And, um, when the pandemic happened in 2020, like I used to get manifested every month to go to the clinic to receive my shot because I was like, the world sucks and people can use a little bit of joy in their lives. So I'm going to get dressed up and be silly and wear dresses and crazy makeup and show up to this clinic and freak people out. And, um, everybody loved it. Um, I would take yeah. selfies of myself all dressed up, getting getting a needle in my butt, and I would post it online and be like, getting my monthly butt shot, blah, 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 blah. You have the um, cutest butt. Thank you. It's adorable. It's adorable. It's like a, I, I, 
<laughs> you're, you're doing hand motions like you're squeezing a button midair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the original question was. I don't know if I answered it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, um, uh, uh, like I said, I had asked you before we got on if it was okay if I mentioned it since you talk about mm-hmm. it on your social media and it's, I... Um, have seen those commercials on TV for this drug, and I did not know that it was that that was what you were doing the trial for. What an incredible! Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. thank you. That is amazing. Yeah. That um, is that's life changing for people. I'm sure. It's yeah. It's it's real crazy. Like so, when I was in the trial originally, it was a shot every month. Um, maybe the last year I would say it's actually every other month now. Like they, they've shown, I guess they've had studies or they've done tests and lab work and they've seen that the, the injection, it, the, the, the lifespan or the efficacy of the, I don't know, scientific words, insert them here. Um, but yeah, like you, I, I, I get her an injection every other month now. So that's six shots a, a year to, for me to be able to live with, HIV and keep it under control and I'm able to have a normal healthy life and everything but when I very first started receiving the injections um it was so crazy because for like six or seven years I had been on like taking a daily pill and it's like when when you're when when you have a a light like a a chronic condition like this and you have to take medication for it like doctors really impress upon you, like stick to your regimen, stick to your treatment, like do not falter from this, do not miss a single day. Like it's really drilled into you a lot that I didn't realize the mental strain of taking a single pill every day until I no longer had to take that pill every day. Like being able, like getting, getting an injection and then I'm able to just wake up in the morning and go about my day. And I don't have to think to myself, like, did I take that today? Did I forget it? Like, like I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like it's, I didn't realize what a like mental stress it was until it was lifted off my shoulders kind of deal. Oh, that's such a really mm-hmm. great discovery. And, and the fact, like we talked about that, it not only was a successful trial, but now they figured out that, you only need six shots a year instead of 12. That's a huge mm-hmm. deal. There were yeah. a time when these poor people, yeah, in, I mean, piles like, of it, yeah. pills. The, I've seen the cocktail, shows. The pill cocktail regimens of the 80s when they first started out. Yeah, it was like. Like 40 would, pills you would, a day. You, yeah, you would be given six different prescriptions. And it's like prescription one, you have to take every two hours. Prescription two, you take every eight hours. Like there, there was, it was crazy the in the 80s in in those early days of treatment and so yeah like i have always considered myself so incredibly lucky that i contracted this well not lucky that i contracted this disease but that i contracted it in the current day and age where i only had to take a single pill every day for seven years and like now i just receive an injection like i am so incredibly lucky and so thankful for that um because those early days like it My, yeah, my, my and, heart goes out. I am so oh, thankful my heart, for science. I am so thankful hmm. for the, the queer elders and the generation before me that was like God, wiped I out. Them. Like I, I, hmm. I think of them, like it, it weighs heavy on my heart. It weighs heavy on me too. the entire generation was wiped out. Yeah. You can't talk to people who didn't lose somebody, multiple people, mm-hmm. 
people just mm, same. So I am so happy for you that that's the case and that it's working great and that you're feeling good. And, um, uh, that's just such great news. So now there, are you still in an official trial capacity or is that over? And then you just go now to, to receive your medicine. Yeah. The, the trial's over. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just go to the clinic and I go to the pharmacy mm-hmm. and I pick up my shot and I see a little nurse person and they grab a room real quick. Um, and like, I, I know like through my, through, through being vocal about her on social media, I know that like occasionally people would like send me messages being like, Oh, Hey, do you have any for any more information about that? Or like they'll, they'll message me like, Oh, Hey, I was asking my doctor about this and they didn't know anything about it. So they're having to do research and they're going to try and switch me over to it. So it, it's That's just so good. It's really cool. Yes. Very cool. And for people not and to yeah, that there's, you can, um, I mean, it kind of goes along with the sistering too, you know, sort of the advocacy and the education and, um, and that part of it, but it's also, I think so important because you're just such a, an important person, um, representing, uh, uh, you've got this great creative, really fun life. You do all these cool stuff with your friends. You're so talented creatively. It's good for people to see this and to see like, you. you know, especially if they were sort of feeling a little bit, you know, uh, uh, alone, isolated. Um, I just think representation is so important. So thank you for, Mm -hmm. thanks for that. And thanks for being willing to be so open about it with me. I just appreciate it so much. I really do. I, I appreciate hearing that because I, I don't know if it's because I've been doing this for so long, but like, I don't think of what I'm doing as being work or as being advocacy. Like, like I, maybe it's just because I've been doing it so long that I'm like being vocal about my life and sharing my life. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I don't always think about how it affects people or like I, in, in, until I hear from somebody, I, I guess. So I, I, I guess I need to hear that affirmation as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're well, thank you. I just am so glad that we're friends. I'm glad that, um, Glad you're in my life, my friend. Okay, I wanted to ask you if you were, um, are you on the, are you on the White Lotus train? Did you watch that show? I'm not. No. Okay. I, Some people are I, into I, TV. I, I don't have Some any people streaming are not. Services, so I'm not. There's a lot. Yeah, I know people that don't even own a TV. So um, I just thought if you were uh, had any Jennifer Coolidge, um, if if you were a fan and liked her work. I, and had anything to say about it but i mean as as a respectable gay man i do love her oh my yes yes good okay oh my god i was gonna say i will i can i can air this episode (laughs) i I think that it was you who like quoted best in show one of the times we were hanging out doing art together and you were like we could just talk or not talk and talk. still find things to not talk about. Like, <laughs> I feel like that perfectly sums up our relationship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get mistaken for her a lot, which I don't see it. But people people uh, um, tell me all the time that I look like uh, Stifler's mom or whomever was, you know, when she was uh, 
her milfy i don't know she's fabulous i love her i love everything she does but um oh my goodness um so uh what let me see here i'm gonna uh I, we were laughing before we got on about how my notes are hilarious i'll have like <laughs> Would you fuck a furry? And then I'm like, don't forget to drop your art off at Ivy Cottage. You know what I mean? Like, I'll totally, my notes are so intermingled or whatever. But would you fuck a furry? <laughs> would I? Uh, <laughs> like, now, are we talking, would I fuck a furry in their fursuit? Or would I fuck a person who does that on the side? Gosh, let me think about that. I asked. I'm uh, pretty sure that I have. What? I'm pretty sure that I have hooked up with okay. guys who are furries, but not mm -hmm. while they were wearing their their stuff. Right, right. So uh, maybe that happens on kink night. You don't. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? But I talked about. Maybe I talked with you about going. I I know we talked a little bit about Mister S Leather. And about, do you remember going in there and yes. seeing the wall of like leather masks, leather puppy masks? Oh God, yeah. Like, yeah, yes, they had a whole mm -hmm. section, like mm -hmm. a whole section. Like, it wasn't like a couple of choices. You had a wall of leather mm -hmm. puppy masks, like to choose different from. colors and stuff. Um, I think that it's on Etsy. I have found like a designer who makes puppy masks. Um, but they're like different breeds of dog. So you can have like mm. a St. Bernard mask. You can have a, like a pug mask. You can have like a border collie mat, like a beagle mat. Like I've, I've seen that on like, I'm pretty sure it was on Etsy. And I'm like, Oh my God, I had no incredible. idea. Like, <laughs> like a little poodle I had mask no idea because oh. although there's a wall of them, I didn't know that they were specific breeds at Mr. <laughs> S. I think this Etsy artist I, I, might... I, I, I don't remember seeing that at, at Mr. S. I think Mr. S is just like the typical like cookie cutter. This is what 90% of pub masks look like, but mm -hmm. you can get different colors or you can get sparkly this or that or yeah. Right. Oh my. Oh my. Um, so uh, speaking of San Francisco, do you have any travel plans to go any place in 2023? Anything, any places that you'd like to go or that you've got planned? Anything kind of pie in the sky? Uh, I don't currently have any travel plans, but I, 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 I do love San Francisco. I've been twice now. It's just such a great, like, I, I, I feel like it, it's definitely like a bubble, like a, a queer bubble where like, yes, when you're there, like you can, like you, 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 you don't even think about like, not like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it just feels safe and secure. Like you can walk down the street holding your, your, your partner's hand and like nobody bats an eye, nobody yells slurs at you or anything like that. Like it, it, it is such a, a little safe haven there um absolutely i just i love the vibes i had an, a guest on recently gk callahan who lived there for about 13 years um uh before he was born in lawrence originally but had lived there kind of through his formative years and had some really great horror stories um uh from the era mm -hmm. and yeah talking about just different experiences and um it, it's just a cool place. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So if you could go back there, that would be on the top of the list, maybe. Oh, 
yeah, it, oh, it, like if the opportunity ever presented itself to go to San Francisco, like I would not even bat an eyelash. I'd be like, "Yep, I, like I would love to go. Please let me go." But I like, oh, yeah, tra- like traveling in general is always fun. Like, um, I I've never really traveled east. Like I, I've been down to Florida, but I've like I've never been to Chicago. I've never been to New York. Like I I've never traveled that that direction. Like those are places that I would be interested in traveling to sometime. Um, yes. And I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I was actually born in Germany. Um, and I've always thought like, I would love to travel back to Europe and I would love to go see where I was born. Cause we, we moved to my, my dad was in the army. So we moved to Missouri when I was two and I, I have no memories of life before Missouri. So I, I've always thought I would love to travel to Germany. I would love to travel around Europe, but you could I knock haven't. down your travel and your kink BDSM uh, fantasy oh, desires. You know, when I've, the, I've mentioned... The, the, the clubs and oh, the bars and everything like that over oh, in Europe fuck. that I've heard about. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I would I, love that. I, when I was in Mexico uh, at the sex resort I was in, the staff was talking about the dungeon that was set up for the group that I was a part of. And they were kind Mm -hmm. of like, they were not shocked about anything because they literally said the Germans bring cages. They bring cages. So I'm like, Oh, geez, this is just like, you got to do it. So we can have a a horror story episode. (laughs) We might need a part one, two, three for this one. Oh my God. But can you imagine going and seeing like, um, yeah, something just absolutely no holds barred, crazy, maybe some things that we hadn't been exposed to or seen before. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, like you, you have turned me on to a bunch of different podcasts that I listen to now. And I think that it was, I was recently listening to an, uh, an episode of good morning sodomites, um, with Zach Noe towers. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was an episode of that where his guest, um, owned a bunch of different clubs, like some in the United States, some over in Europe. And like this guest was talking about like, oh yeah, the clubs that I own over in Europe, like he's like, I'll be walking around the club and find someone hot. And just fuck them there in the middle of the club. Like, nobody bats an eye. Like, that just happens there. I'm like, what? (laughs) How do I sign up? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so cool. I have not... um... I've been to a couple of different places in Europe, but um, never in Germany either. And I would love to go. The only thing that would, I'm a nervous traveler and an anxious traveler. Um, I just am. Uh, I, uh, it kind of wrecks me to be on a plane for that long. Um, But I do it again. I went to Bermuda in November and it was fucking incredible. Um, uh, And I'm still, um, thinking about all the cool things that I saw on that trip. It was, it was amazing. Um, 2023, uh, I, my boyfriend has talked about wanting to go on a train trip someday. He didn't say with you or specifically, but you know, (laughs) why not? Um, 
So I saw, I sent yeah. him something that I saw the other day on the socials of this train in Canada somewhere that has like up near Banff that has like a glass, like a oh, glass the, ceiling. Like the, the, the viewing car Yeah, so you can like look straight up at this stuff and oh, that just looked, looked just beautiful. Um, but I'm like you where there's a lot of stuff in the United States that I have yet to see um and even places i have seen if you want just a quick jaunt um kansas city's not bad you know it's not a bad jumping off place uh, uh if you the, the the new airport terminal is that opening later this oh month, yeah that's like literally like opening they, they up. just announced like ooh, yes the, the new fancy airport terminal Yes, exactly. It's a good jumping off place for all kinds of travel, including if you have an open mind and want to jump in the car. I, I'm telling you what, we were talking about my friends Jay and Kay before we got on to and how those people just show up for the fun and they could be quarantined with COVID in Peru and they're having a good time somehow. I, these people, I love them. So it's the same thing. Like, let's go to Omaha. Let's go to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. I've been to St. Louis a number of times and seen a lot of cool shit there. The Missouri Botanical Gardens are off the chain and they are adding to them. Oh, have you ever wandered around there? Like, is, I, I haven't actually been to the Botanical Gardens in St. Louis, <sighs> but I've seen pictures and it's fantastic. And I've always like, I, I, I've asked multiple people, I'm like, does Kansas City have anything like that? Like, do we have any kind of outdoor botanical gardens? Because I, I can't think of any. We do not on that scale. The Missouri Botanical Gardens is insane. I mean, they have a huge Japanese garden section. They have giant um structures there a mansion that the man who uh designed the gardens used to live um they have a lot of features that we don't however uh powell gardens is just south of lee summit it's kind of around the lone jack missouri area i think south on or uh whichever way on 50 highway does that go north and south i don't think it does um but anyway uh i don't know streets i don't know i've only lived here for all but 11 years of my 53 so i have no fucking idea but anyway um there's powell gardens which my boyfriend and i over the holiday went and they have the whole thing lit up at night so you can walk around and see all these beautiful lights hanging from the trees and they had a awesome. gorgeous i mean little delicious you know spiked hot chocolate for us to walk around i think he had a cider so it was like the perfect sort of really romantic it was a chilly evening and we were all bundled up um, and then I also um, went with one of my friends to another place called the Overland Park Arboretum. And that is on 69. And it's like between it's kind of South Overland Park and Lewisburg, Kansas. And it, again, beautiful, quixotic, put that on. And like you'd walk around a corner and there's like a mermaid sitting on a rock like and everything's lit up behind her and there's like a guy dressed as a goat behind her playing the harp. Oh, you would 
Okay, I can oh. see. We need to do some of these things. Okay, I think that's what we need to do that together this coming this year. We should do that together because wouldn't that be fun to do that? So Powell Gardens and the Overland Park Arboretum, although they can't, you know, they're not going to measure up to the the size and the everything that's going on. Um, I think maybe we lost our recording. No, I I still hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Okay, yeah. good. Okay, it like paused out on me for a second and oh, I no. thought I lost you. Okay, good. Sometimes it lags and then we and then we catch up. But those two are some good options in Kansas City. I just I definitely check those things out. But yeah, that Missouri Botanical Gardens, they were adding to it when I went just this last May and um amazing. And I always go to the City Museum when I hit up St. Louis. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's, do you know anything about the city museum? I think that I went like once in elementary school, like on like a field trip and like, mm -hmm. it's like, like they, they have like crazy caves you can climb through and like on the roof, there's like the giant airplane and a Ferris yep. wheel. And like, they yep. have like, like, it, it's like a jungle gym made out of rebar that you can like That's climb it. through tubes and everything. Yeah. It is so amazing that even though I cannot go through the rebar tubes and my uh, with my knees and my physical conditions, and the last time I started to walk up that 10-story slide and looked and told my kid, like, uh, I ain't going to be able to do this this time, it's still just fun for me to go and see everything. They have a privy museum, so you can see stuff that they've dug up that people used to throw in the, like, their privies, their toilets in the back. Oh, um, so awesome. like, you know, cosmetic jars, you know, or, uh, um, porcelain dolls, just amazing. But they've got that. Then they've got beatnik bobs, which is this other really cool fucking. So we always have to check that out. I love that. But my point is that I've made this a long story, but there's a lot like within a quick driving distance of Kansas city to check out, you know, what were you going to say? Cheese? Well, I was, I was just trying to think, like, the, the city museum there, like, when I went in elementary school, like, I think, like, do they have a glass blowing studio there? Or, uh, think, yes, or... yes, yes. I was like, yes. I, I think I remember that. And then I think that when we went, they specifically had, like, a traveling exhibit of, um, like, dinosaur, fo uh, dinosaur fossils set up on, like, one of the levels of the museum, um, which I... I, I mean, what little kid doesn't love dinosaurs? That that was incredible. That was amazing to see too. It's such a cool. It's just a cool place. I can't. I can't say enough about it. Um, and of course, the arch. We went up in this the arch the last time uh, when we were there, and it was cool. So yeah, there's just all kinds of things within driving distance of a few hours that I'd like to do. Um, but. Uh, um, some good possibilities. Eureka Springs. Have you ever been to Eureka Springs? Really hilly and twisty. That's very, is, is very that different. That's in Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So you can go down there and that's more in the Ozarks. And then Bentonville. Which, I was, was going to say the Ozarks is where I grew up, like but okay. in Missouri. So right yeah, on. you're saying like hilly, twisty. 
Those that's are the, where the you streets grew I up. learned to drive on. Yeah. Okay, then you do a lot better than me because I get a little nervous, especially in dark. <laughs> I don't like to drive. I like somebody else to drive. But then if you go to Bentonville, that's a totally different experience. It's not as hilly and stuff like that, but there's the Crystal Bridges Museum is something to see. If you know you being a museum person, you want to talk about some contemporary art that'll knock you on your ass. Well, I think one of our mutual friends has posted some pictures of some fashion exhibits and stuff that he and his husband have gone oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. They went down there a couple months ago, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was down there for their Dirty South exhibit. And that, I don't know, it's just a cool, it's just cool. And once again, I believe that they are adding a considerable amount of artists to that, uh, um, or a lot of art they're expanding. And what their their deal is at Crystal Bridges is it's like bringing the art, the nature, and and the architecture merging it and you just really feel it when you're there and you know they have a frank lloyd wright house that's right outside of the museum that you can tour and all of these wonderful exhibits in and around the nature that just look like i don't know it's something to behold so in talking about getaways and things for 2023 um i i mean i'd like to make it down there again to bentonville that was a lot of fun so anyway well i could talk and talk and go on and on i have loved having you yes. on the podcast again cheese and i'm excited Thank about you. 2023 and and yeah. what it has in store for us um thank you for having you, me back yes yes are you you are you whoring it up any this week are you uh you got any crazy stories for uh you got any dates on the calendar you got anything you're gonna go go do again you said you might not go to the sex club every month <laughs> yeah um i don't have anything currently on the books right now um i think the the the, the last horror story i had was the the club experience and was that two two weekends ago i think right it was um, recently you've been whor- you need a rest from the horn you need a rest yeah, up that, from that horn that night wasn't too crazy because <laughs> i i showed up late like i showed up and there was only like maybe an hour and a half of of play time before i was like okay i've been working all day and got my got my yummies filled and i'm gonna go home yes. and pass the fuck out now <laughs> yes that's another really uh, just to mention quickly, that's another interesting aspect of a club that is uh, gay men versus a club that is uh, hetero people. Because if you get there late, chances are people have paired up already or however the numbers are going. They're already in their groups. And sometimes if you get there late, it's like, uh, whereas obviously there's a little bit more kind of people moving through people checking it out maybe you're with this group initially but then you break off with them and you're with this person over here or whatever and that's just one of those differences that i was talking about earlier that it's just a very different experience um than if you're at uh, a club that's more sort of heteronormative you know what i mean but well anyway. I, I don't know what you mean but i would love oh. to know what you mean <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I have loved having you cheese. Thank you for being with me. And, um, I just, I adore you and, uh, we'll have to let some time pass and then I'll have you on here again. If you'd be, um, a regular guest, it would, it would make my day. I would love it. I am, 
I'm always happy to sit and talk with you about kinky, sexy things. Yes. And I love that you're here in my house, too. I mean, obviously, we have to separate so that the audio, I don't know enough about the audio to be able to mesh it together yet. But uh, thank God Sasha does that. Sasha does it for us. Thank you, Sasha. Thanks, Sasha. We love you, Sasha Powers. Thanks for for editing us. Um, Thank you again, Cheese. Um, It's been wonderful. And we uh, will be back soon. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Horror Stories. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. listening to horror stories tales of the hustle inspire us if you'd like to share a horror story hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com that's w-h-o-r-e-o-r-s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com thanks for listening